Hey guys, welcome to Tom Talks. On this episode, we are going to be sharing with you The Price is Right in DFW, so come on down. Have you got the next big idea? There is a challenge in Fort Worth. You're going to learn why we can't have nice things. And we're also going to be talking about those new home neighborhoods that you can actually get into for under $300,000. Yeah, because renting is getting even harder. Hey guys, welcome to Tom Talks. My name is Tom Jung. I'm your host. And I'm Jack Lisenby, co-host. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of cool stuff today. But before we get started, we'll go ahead and plug the social media. We're at Tom's Texas Realty on Facebook and Instagram if you'd like the snippets from all the shows. And we are also on TikTok at Tom.Things. And our website is Tom'sTexasRealty.com if you'd like to get in touch with us for any reason. So um, other than that, what's new with you? Not much. Uh, it was a pretty quiet weekend for me, but I uh, heard you were out and about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got back. I actually been out for two weeks. We pre-recorded the last episode, but I yeah. uh, went to uh, Ireland and then uh, Amsterdam, both of which were really cool. I didn't know that Amsterdam was built on a swamp. Mm-hmm. And so you go walk down the street, none of the houses are straight. They're all yeah. leaning one way or the other. It's crazy, but uh, it was a good time. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So anyways, what are we what are we getting started with? Well, uh, Drew Carey is actually going to make a visit in April Ah. with a special trailer. So the host, if you don't know of the hit game show, The Price is Right, uh, was Bob Barker. Then Drew Drew, um, Carey is uh, doing like a U.S. tour of 50 of some of the largest states in America. And one of them is going to be Dallas. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so he's going to be swinging by April 7th with a specially made trailer that's going to kind of like pull an Optimus Prime and just transform into a miniature set of The Price is Right. (laughs) And uh, what they're hoping to do is just get a bunch of people together, have like a live audience, like impromptu kind of thing um, of just like whoever shows up and, uh, you know, just have a whole show of The Price is Right. But the cool part is they're going to be utilizing local goods and like locally made items for their pricing so it'd be like hey how much do you think this homemade home jarred jelly is or something <laughs> interesting that'd be cool yeah. i wonder if they're gonna have plinko yes they are so that's one of the the games that they're gonna have or, or one of the settings that they're gonna have in the trailer nice yeah and then the big wheel are they bringing the big wheel mm-hmm. the wheel's gonna be there too that's cool and uh you could win a grand prize of fifty thousand dollars if you uh if you're good enough. Hey, worth is that a Saturday? I believe no, it's a Thursday. Thursday. So the seventh is a Thursday. Okay, for those of you who don't have to work on Thursday, <laughs> there's something to do. <laughs> cool. Um, speaking of weird businesses, um, there is a entrepreneur challenge going on. Uh, it's for uh, it's been put on by Sundance Square. I think we talked a few episodes back. A few. I don't have any back about the uh, Bass. Brothers. Yeah, it was like two or three ago. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> Sasha Bass is the CEO of Sundance Square, and they're doing a entrepreneur challenge to put a business into a brick and mortar uh, down in Sundance Square. So um, with that, the winner, whoever they pick, uh, gets a year lease. I don't know if it's paid for, just really favorable terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also getting social media help with all the um, events that Sundance Square does. I'm sure they've got a mailing list already, and then marketing, consulting, and a bunch of other stuff. So if, um, if you're interested in this, you can go to bigidea.sundancesquare.com to register. And um, I think it's great because... 
there's I didn't realize how many people worked in downtown, but there's uh, from what I read, there's about forty six thousand people that will commute to and work downtown each mm. day. And when COVID hit, all those people went away. And so there's some businesses that I know of that shut down. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and so they're trying to get people back. And that's kind of the crazy thing is, like, out of those 46,000 jobs, how many of them are now partially remote or remote, you know? So um, they're trying to get businesses back. But who would? what kind of business would you want to see down there? See, I know the ones that do pretty big are, like, the, the little corner restaurants and stuff like that because there yeah. are so many big high-rise buildings just filled to the brim with uh like corporate workers and stuff like that and you can't get out of downtown very easily and you can't get delivery very easily either Mm. so you kind of have to just go downstairs and grab whatever's within walking distance right so i know that does really well yeah that was a big thing for uh like a lot of those um type of restaurants relied heavily on that lunch crowd that would come in Mm -hmm. that that kind of disappeared so. I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more in the way of entertainment because, like you said, it is it is a really good business idea for that area to have food, but it seems like everything is food and shopping there. It'd be cool to have some sort of uh, other entertainment things coming, especially around Sundown Square. Yeah. See, I was thinking they should have llamas. There's a, llamas? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like a pudding suit? <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. No, there's – so, okay, I think this is a fantastic idea. <laughs> but um, my buddy had a llama at his wedding mm-hmm. and, a, and a donkey for no apparent reason. But you can there, – there's some people that have started um, renting out their farm animals huh. for events. And so I think it's great. Why not have a llama? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I kind of want a llama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, anyways, I went down this whole rabbit hole. But there was another uh, business that's out there. It's a rent-a-mom. Have you heard of this? Yeah. No. Is it like a nanny service? Uh, kind of. You just rent a mom for a day, and she does, like, mom things for you. Oh, that's pretty Like cool. laundry and, and picking up groceries, that sort of thing. Yeah, it sounds kind of like a maid service. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, what a great idea. That's like Uber for moms, you know? Like, maybe yeah, maybe your kids went off to school, and you're like, mm-hmm. I like being a mom. And I'm in light as a mom. <laughs> I hey, I mean, make money where you can. That's that's yeah. that's the real entrepreneur mindset, right that's true. there. Right? Very true. It's a we set should, of skills a lot of people don't have. Yeah, we should do um, we should do a segment next week on like um, just like some of the weirdest businesses that actually. I think that'd exist. be really cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I was listening to your your bit about uh, uh, Sasha Bass, and I was like, it sounds a lot like Shark Tank for DFW. Hmm. Yeah. There we go. She's going to get a bunch of people up there on a panel to just scream at random people. Oh, my gosh. How great would that be? Like, I bet they're just like, <laughs> I'm sure that you just submit them and they, like, figure it out. But they should make a whole event out of it. That'd like, be great. Yeah, yeah, it's just like an all-day thing and people get to watch other guys get ragged on. Yeah. Anyway, so, Sasha, if you're listening. <laughs> There's your next big yeah, idea. Yeah, there you go. Cool. What else we got? Well, um, we can't have nice things in Oak Cliff, and I'll tell you why. Uh, <laughs> so... In the city of Oak Cliff, there have been uh, recent gas theft. Is spring. that the nice one, or is that yes. Oak Lawn? No, that, that's. I'm pretty sure it's Oak Cliff. Yeah. Okay. So um, there's been there was a there was a group of people. This isn't the only incident. This is just the most notable one. But a neighbor was uh, you know doing his neighborly duties and noticing weird things in his neighborhood, and he noticed that his neighbor was getting a lot of traffic to his house. And, like, you know, maybe he's got a lot of family or whatever, but he didn't recognize a lot of the cars. They were just, like, one-time drop-bys, stuff like that. And it was unusually high. Hmm. But um, every time they dropped by, he would open the garage door, pull out a uh, a, a gas 
um, what do you call this thing? Gas can? Gas handle? Yeah. Like, like, a like from a pump. pump? Really? Yeah. Like okay. what, what do you call that? I've a never actually pump had to address handle? it. Gas handle? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so he would <laughs> grab one of those on a hose out of his, his um, out of his garage and like start filling up people's gas. And so he's like, okay, something suspicious is going on. Hmm. So he calls the, uh, he calls like, I think it was the local police or whatever. They go check it out. Turns out his neighbor had been stealing gas, like hundreds of gallons of gas and just reselling it uh, to people cheaper than the gas stations and was making a killing doing it. What? So, okay, so this is the process. And what they do is they, the guy would go in there, him and his crew or whatever, and put up skimmers on gas gas pumps. Uh-huh. And for anyone who doesn't know what a skimmer is, it's like it's just like a little shell of plastic that looks like the entrance to, like, the card slot for a card reader. And uh, it... Um, it has a reader on it, much like the, re- the reader in the actual card reader, but it just pulls the relevant information from the card so that way it can be used later. And so what they do is they take that and they make a mock card with your information on it, go to the gas pump, charge the card, pump all the gas into this. What they had was a, a pickup truck with a big plastic tank in the back. They'd fill it all the way up with gas on some poor sucker's card, and then they'd take it back to their place and resell it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, you've got the card. You right. contact the company, they give you the money back. And of course. And so it's, it seems like the perfect crime. Well, it wasn't <laughs> because he got caught, and uh, him and Jeez. a bunch of other people are facing some pretty serious charges. Wow. Yeah. yeah you like, don't mess with oil and gas in Texas, they'll find you. Yeah, I wonder, <laughs> wonder how they were advertising. Uh, very covertly, I would imagine, because I didn't get word, advertisement Word of mouth, this. yeah. I was going to say, the way gas prices are looking at yeah, I don't blame these people, but yeah, it's getting it's getting insane out there. Yeah, they had like a whole gas, they had a bunch of gas tanks just stacked up in their backyard, and a pump that they would run the hose through the house out the garage to fill everyone up at the at the residence. Wow. Well, if uh, if gas prices keep going the the way they are, you probably want to make sure that you get a house that's super efficient because you're going to be spending more time at it, right? That was a great segue. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so new homes. They're getting expensive, but there are a few places where you can still get a home for under 300000 And uh, I think it was a Fort Worth Star-Telegram that came out with an article with eight of them here in the Fort Worth area, um, but there's really only seven. One of them was sold out, so we're not going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> but I was going to run through the list real quick just to give you an idea in case you're looking and talk a little bit about these builders, um, the ones that I know of anyways. So there's one, uh, Palmia Springs. It's right off of 30 going uh, towards Weatherford. And I think they start in like the 280 range. Uh, history Makers out there, Sandlin Homes. And I think there might be one other builder. But uh, History Maker, just to give you an idea, so not all builders are the same. Um, if if you've done any kind of research or if you're a realtor and been around long enough you know this they uh, the builders all operate a little bit differently um history is what you call a production builder they build a lot of houses they build you know they may have 10 different floor plans and you can change everything up the thing that makes history maker a little bit different is they start with like the very 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 basic everything right so bare bones yeah like you're talking three inch uh trim like I mean, there's nothing fancy about their house. It's a box. And then you can upgrade everything, right? And so um, it's an interesting model. I'm not a huge fan of it because then what ends up happening is you have a lot of um, 
you have a lot of differences in your houses, not only in price, but like upgrades and things like that. And so it makes for, in a lot of cases, um, I don't want to say questionable, but the possibility of that neighborhood not being as stable as it could be as far as appreciating, appreciating over time. Uh, right. I can't talk today. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, nothing, nothing wrong with the builder. It's just that's how they operate. It's a little bit different. Um, and then there's one Newberry Point that's in Crowley, and it's by Syntex Home, which is a subsidiary or sister company of Pulte Homes. Anyways, okay. a lot of these builders, they have multiple right. yeah, names for whatever. They, mark, you know. they build up a market in one area. Yeah, they they've got their lower end, they've got their middle end, yeah. they've got their luxury line. So anyways, um, I actually like Syntex Homes. They are, uh, the ones that I've seen, they were, as far as like these kind of mass production ones, I feel like they're probably towards the top as as far as that goes so um anyways they're in crowley they're selling i think they also start in the high twos uh, there's godly ranch which is also history maker mm-hmm. and i if you're not familiar with where godly's at it's super fast growing there's nothing out there <laughs> but it's become popular because there's a lot of land mm-hmm. and as soon as the chisholm trail parkway finished out it was actually pretty easy to get there so you can get i think you can get to downtown and like 20 to 30 minutes depending on where you're at in godly i think it might even be less than that yeah Yeah. and so anyways it's becoming it's becoming very popular and there's a lot of builders down there and i will give a shout out to double rock homes um very good builder down there i don't know that that they'll have anything under 300 but uh if you are looking out that way look them up they they do a lot of things that i really like like foam insulating their houses a lot of builders don't do that because it's a little bit more expensive and they also their interior designs different so like the dr hortons the syntax like all these companies it's like the insides to me look the same it's all yeah, pretty, they do yeah and then uh but they have kind of they they do some stuff that's unique so it looks a little bit different and uh a lot of it is more Texas. it's like a modern texas ranch style i guess yeah i don't I, know i noticed that i, I never yeah. put words to it but yeah not yeah you say that so anyways a good builder if you're looking for one um and then Enchanted Bay. This one I, I didn't know about. So there's a company called Legend Homes. They're out of Houston. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen them. Haven't worked with them. Don't know anything about them. Um, but they're building near Lake Arlington, which is really interesting because if you're familiar with the 820, um, the 820 highway that runs north and south between Arlington and Fort Worth, mm-hmm. I think technically it's all in Fort Worth, but Arlington's just east then you know that um, there's a lot of low-income housing on the east side and then on the west side of Lake Arlington, which is on, you know, just what, just east of 820. Anyways, um, again, can't talk today. It's a pretty nice area. Mm-hmm. And so they have, like, this little sliver on the on the west side of Lake Arlington, but on the east side of 820. So you're not in the low-income stuff, but there's not, like, you're just like, it's like this little secluded pocket. And somehow, I guess they got this land cheap enough to where they can offer these houses uh, starting at 240. 
That's crazy. Which is mind-blowing, Considering that area, because a lot of those houses are like 500 and up. Yeah, so I'm guessing this, uh, I'm I'm guessing they're a lot similar to History Maker or, uh, not History Maker, but probably like a a syntax type thing or a uh, LGI where it's there's not a lot of options because mm. um, that's one of the way builders will reduce their costs is they say okay all of these houses are getting this granite this sink yeah. this light fixture you know so you may get to pick some colors right um, so anyhow that's my guess I don't know that for sure but at 240 that's yeah buy yeah if you got an extra 240 laying around buy one of those <laughs> And then, uh, Her- Ooh, boy, uh, Harston Woods. This was interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't see this coming. It's a new list. And they start at 190. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how is that even possible? Well, they're manufactured homes. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, and they're, they're 30 foot wide, I think. Um, so it's basically, it's basically a trailer. Yeah. The only thing that I couldn't figure out is if you actually own the land or not. For that price, you should. You would think. I mean, I, I've been wrong before, but I, yeah. I'm just saying, I wouldn't buy a trailer at that price if I wasn't getting land with it. Yeah, same. <laughs> so just that's one of the things to think about. And also, if you're thinking about buying a new home, get a real estate agent. Um, there's no reason not to have one right now. So the, the, you're not going to get a good deal. You're not going to get a better deal um, that's usually the main reason people walk into a, a, a sales office and try to buy a house themselves. But right now, there's no deals going on. Mm-hmm. The The builder knows if they put it out for a certain price, they know they're going to get that price. And so you might as well have representation. And uh, with us, we also have different incentive packages for uh, if you're buying a new home. Uh, so anyways, contact a real estate agent first, and uh, like, there's no reason not to. And, and also, the salesperson is not on your side. The salesperson is there to sell houses, right? right. So It's like the car salesman coming out being like, I'm here to hook you up. Yeah, no, it's not. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. He's here to hook you up with a car, but not a great deal, right? Right. So, anyways, um, just keep that in mind. And then the last one was Endwell Homes, which I thought was really interesting out yeah. in Springtown. And there's, I don't think there's actually a neighborhood. I, Springtown is like it's a pretty quiet area. I didn't mm-hmm. think there was much out there. Fast growing, really. Yeah, everybody keeps talking about it. And I'm like, really, Springtown? It's mm-hmm. like there's yeah. Um, but anyways, Endwell Homes. I didn't know that they. I I don't know if this is a subdivision. They've got quite a few going up out there. But Endwell was actually the brokerage I was at previously, and it's uh, owned by Craig Couch. Great dude. He's got a he's got a podcast as well, and. Um, but uh, they're putting, they do a lot of uh, finance, financing in-house. And so if you're, um, if you're looking for some non-traditional financing, um, they might be able to also finance you as well. So if you're in that position where you don't have, you know, straight-laced W-2s on your tax returns, that kind of thing, then, uh, then that might actually be a good option for you. So, um, but those are the those are the main ones. Um, there are some over in Dallas, and it's going to be the same kind of thing. None of them are going to be close to downtown at all because it's so freaking expensive. But uh, I know there's neighborhoods in uh, Cedar Cedar Hill. Um, shoot. Um, the, the one southeast. I should know its name, but I'm not. Uh, it's not coming to me. Uh, Anna, Texas. Stuff's growing okay. up north. 
um, all that kind of stuff. But if you're interested in uh, if you're interested in on keeping up with new homes, that kind of thing, um, number one, you can contact us. But we have a form on our homepage for, I think currently it says uh, new home builder guide, um, but we're updating that to send out a list of all the new homes um, in the Metroplex because there's not really a good source for it. Yeah, you just kind of Google it and click he, on every website. Yeah, and I get notifications, like I get weekly of, hey, this is coming up, that's coming up. I, I have to search to keep up with what's coming in because builders right now, they don't care. They don't, there's no advertising going on. Yeah. So it's like you got to find them. But anyways, that's all I got for that. Yeah. And uh, well, it, for on the other side of the housing market, renting is actually getting pretty difficult as well. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since COVID and everything, we came out with all of these programs and stuff to protect landlords, to protect renters, to protect homeowners, all these other things. But uh that stuff costs money, and we can't just keep doing it as uh, evidenced by the fact that they're actually going to be shutting down rental assistance in Fort Worth here at the end of the month. And it's been a long time coming. So Fort Worth is one of the last uh, large metroplexes to even provide rental assistance at this late in the game. Um, like they, Most other places have started shutting it down. DFW has been holding on to it, but they just can't do it anymore. They have like tons of applications still pending and nowhere near enough money to process all of them. Are you talking about the Tarrant County or? Uh, specifically said Fort Worth rental assistance. It didn't say Tarrant County specifically, but more than likely. Okay. Um, the The problem is like they're, they're running out of funds obviously and uh, they've got over 5,000 applications to process still. So a lot of people who still are applying for it and haven't gotten it mm-hmm. and they they've estimated that they're going to need another nine and a half million dollars in order to process all of the ones that they have right now. So are they not taking on any more? Like just saying, Hey, if, if you're already on this, we're going to keep running it. Or are they saying, Hey, all of this is going to go away. So on uh, April 1st, they'll stop application acceptance for the program. So you can still apply up to April 1st. Okay. And then anything after that, they're going to keep processing them based on whatever they think is the, the highest priority ones until they run out of money. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's coming up pretty quickly because uh, they already got a $10 million boost to keep the program running for as long as they did. And they're still $10 million shy. Wow. Yeah. So if this is something that you're in dire need for, I would say keep applying. Otherwise, it's about to get a little stingy for yeah. who, gets, who gets approved on this or not. Yeah, if not, yeah, looking to Uber or being a, a, a mom for rent, mm-hmm. rent a mom. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, because there, there's so many people right now with the housing market being crazy like this that are looking to renting as alternatives and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this may end up actually pushing a large portion of uh, people further and further from the city center as things start getting more expensive just because there aren't these programs it might have been the make or break for a lot of people yeah very true i I think that's uh i think that's already happening there's Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it has been for a while just um well not not just that but one of the one of the biggest i think issues with rent well there's a lot of issues but rent's been going up it's gone up tremendously over the last year from the influx of people coming in but with house prices going up, our taxes our taxes are so high here that the rental income it's it's hard to keep up with the taxes. Like if you're looking at it from a profit standpoint, yeah. When your taxes are near three percent and your 
house appreciates 20% in a year. You know, it's like uh, it makes it very difficult for a landlord to stay profitable if they've got a if they've got a mortgage on it. So for that reason um, and the influx of people, it's getting very expensive here. Yeah, and I was going to say, because it's not just going to hurt uh, tenants. Obviously, they're probably going to feel the brunt of it, but like landlords who are in more affordable housing situations are going to have some crazy turnover here probably in the near next couple of months. Very true. Not only that, but I, I, I can tell you from experience, as you know, this uh, we just rented a property out. The amount of applications that we got and the strength of the renters was incredible. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So it's uh, it's getting very competitive. And so, yeah, I think I think these smaller towns like the spring towns, Decatur, the you know, the ones that are further out. I think there's going to be a lot of people moving out there. So. Yeah. And we're seeing it with all of these new builds coming in. They were all just kind of dotted around the 820. Yeah. Not, <laughs> still not enough houses. There's, nope. yeah. So. Anyway, so, yeah, that's all I got. Cool. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. As always, we're looking for more great agents. If you want to team up with us, uh, please do reach out. Uh, website's tomstextrealty.com, and we will talk to you on the next podcast. <laughs>